good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Couldn't cut any cut again. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Karagito, all my friends and relatives in four directions. You're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. Hey, we discuss local and national Native news and events. And as you know, Haley, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. You are right, Dega. This portion of the show is supported by Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. That's Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. Yeah, hey, we have our friend Kevin Aberask, uh, and, and he is deputy manager, editor of ICT News, and we've asked him to come on and talk a little bit about the holidays. And I'm wondering if uh, you and Haley can have a quick discussion on the holidays. We really appreciate you coming in. Thank you for having me. It's good right to be on. here. Yes, thank you, Kevin. So Kevin Aberask is of Rosebud Sioux, and you are the deputy managing editor for ICT News. Um, yeah, we've had um, just a lot of allies and a lot of people kind of reaching out to see how they can support us during this holiday and uh, this holiday of Thanksgiving, which maybe some of us refer to as Thanksgiving. I know, Dega, that's probably your favorite word to use. Um, but yeah, maybe we can talk a little bit about what Thanksgiving means to us and kind of the thoughts that um, come to mind when we when we think about this holiday. Sure, that sounds good. Um, yeah, appreciate you having me first of all, and uh, it's always good to join Native Roots Radio, and um, you know, happy to share some thoughts. Um, yeah, I guess to start off, I would just say that um, you know, I don't think of Thanksgiving as a time to you know recognize the uh, uh, 1621 uh, feast between the English settlers and the Wampanoag people. I, um, and the reason is because of what happened after that, correct? I mean, it's, it's you know, this feast, you know, and I know there's some conf- or some controversy over the feast and whether it happened and kind of the, the details of it. But, you know, if you are to believe there was such a feast, um, in any case, it was followed by centuries of forced relocation, cultural assimilation, removal of Native children from their homes and into Catholic boarding schools, broken treaties, um, you know, murder of Native people, uh, massacres like uh, Sand Creek and Wounded Knee. Um, so, so when I think about that kind of, you know, cultural exchange, if it actually happened, uh, and it was then followed by what I would describe as one of the greatest betrayals in, uh, in world history, um, that's not something I want to celebrate. That's not something that I want to, that I want to commemorate in any way. And, and I don't, you know, Thanksgiving for me, um, it has become a time to, to celebrate more than anything the fact that um, that we as Native people are, are still here, you know, that, that we still exist on these on these lands uh, and that uh, in many ways our, our culture is thriving. Um, our people are finding new ways to to become economically self-sufficient and um, and our children are finding hope again, you know, in the future. And um and so these are things that, that I celebrate. This is what I think of, you know, when I think of Thanksgiving, I think about my family, I think about, um, you know, uh, my community and what all these things mean to me and how thankful I am for them. But, uh, but I don't think about that 1621 dinner. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a good time to have dinner and, uh, and have family and be thankful for your family. But all those things, I always like calling it Thanksgiving. Uh, and uh, I joke about that, but it also it's a real it's a real thing, Kevin. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of trauma that's uh, handed down, and uh, uh, from me being a young person and seeing all these these kind of things that uh, are disturbing uh, and growing up with, uh, there's uh, a little bit of trauma with us older people too. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I can see that. Um, And, you know, we talk about intergenerational trauma and just kind of, you know, the fact that um, our children are 
are born into this, um, realizing what what was taken from us, you know, what uh, what, what we lost over the generations. Um, it's something that uh, we're just simply born into, and uh, and we carry forth each generation. Even my children, I I live off a reservation now, and um, and you know, you wouldn't think necessarily that that my children would be experiencing. Um, this loss that that our people suffered, but they do, you know, they, mm-hmm. they, they know, I mean, cause I, because they tell them because, you know, I educate them, these types of things. And just because I think we carry it in our bones. I think we carry it in our blood. You know, I, I think to some extent, you know, these, this trauma we've experienced um, is indelibly a part of us. And, uh, and, you know, it's just passed along as we go along. Absolutely. Yeah, it is in our blood. And yeah, we do feel it. And we hear all the stories of what happened. And I think too, maybe learning about, you know, your your specific states, tribes and learn their history and maybe learn your uh, treaties that, you know, were broken where you live or where you reside and learn that history and take time to remember all of the things that happened in the past and haven't been talked about. Um, from someone, how would someone go about maybe who was um, raised doing a traditional Thanksgiving? So uh, like myself, I have um, family members on my mother's side who are European descent and we they do a very traditional Thanksgiving and this is how it's been the whole time I've grown up. And for someone who would like to maybe decolonize themselves a little bit, what would you suggest someone does to maybe do things a little differently this year or going forward in a good way? Sure. It's a good question. Um, one of the things I always suggest to people who ask this question or something similar is um, just, first of all, get to know uh, the place where you live, you know, um, find out who are the, are the original inhabitants of the land you, you now call home where you work, um, you know, uh, learn about these tribes. Who were they? How they live? Where are they today? Um, a lot of times, these tribes have been removed, especially if we're talking about you know cities and other uh, you know uh, urban places. Um, almost inevitably, the tribes that lived on those lands uh, have been uh, placed somewhere else. Uh, so get to know you know where they are today, and uh, and start to find ways to to honor you know. And uh, not just through land acknowledgments either, you know, just find other ways to to um, reconnect uh, to these people, reconnect them perhaps to their land. You know, there's all kinds of ways that, that you can help out Native people besides just giving, you know, a simple land acknowledgement or something like that. Um, you know, you can you can pay to an honor tax in some places. Um, you know, you can you can essentially. Uh, pay a tax to to the people who once lived on the land you call home. Um, and, and these type of things are popping up all over. You know, you see them in Minnesota, Minneapolis. You see them in the Bay Area. Um, you know, Oregon, uh, the Portland area, I believe, has one as well. Um, so these, these things are popping up all over more and more each year. Um, and there are plenty of other ways to, to help Native people, um, you know, just to uh, uh, and, and the sort of ultimate thing you can do to think about is is give some land back, you know, or find some way yeah. to to get your community to to you know give back some part of of um, what their ancestors took from us. Um, you know, I, I I always heard this story. Well, I heard this story not long ago about this um, this native elder who had spoke at a conference out east and. Um, you know, he talked about land back and this movement that's going on. And somebody in the audience afterward came up to him and said, well, you know, why should I have to to pay the price for my grandfather stealing a horse from, from you know, your people, your ancestors? And the elder responded and he said, you know, well, you still have the horse. <laughs> it, to me, that always sort of encompasses. We, we hear that a lot, right? Like, uh, why should I have to pay for my ancestors' sins. Well, you're benefiting from those sins today. You know, um, you continue to benefit from those sins. So, absolutely. Hey, we're here with Kevin Abrask and uh, Haley Cherry, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Yes. 
Unwanted sexting or photos, inappropriate jokes, even tickling or wrestling can feel like a violation. Catcalling, cornering, or groping, getting them drunk or high for sex, recording sexual acts without permission, hurting someone because of their sexual orientation, ripping a family member, a child, a date, a friend, a stranger, purchasing a human being for sex. You make the choice every single time. Sexual violence is many things. Make a choice. Do not do it. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Signing up for $1 bus and train rides with the Transit Assistance Program, or TAP, is quick and easy. Do it straight from your computer or phone by uploading one of the pre-approved documents listed at metrotransit.org slash TAP, along with a copy of your ID. We'll mail you a go-to card with a full year of discounted rides. For questions or translation help, call 612-373-3333. 612-373-3333. Hi, I'm Claudia with Minsure, Minnesota's official health insurance marketplace. With Minsure, you can compare health plans from multiple companies and get free help from a trusted expert. Whatever health plan you choose with Minsure, it's guaranteed to cover essential benefits, so you can get the care you need. See if you qualify for discounts available only through Minsure. If you need quality comprehensive health insurance, get started now at Minsure.org. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, we're here with Kevin Aberask, and uh, we really appreciate Kevin coming by, and he's the deputy manager, editor of ICT News. And Haley and Kevin are talking a little bit about uh, our holiday uh, coming up here, and, uh, you know, it's ironic that Friday will be Black Friday. We go from uh, Thanksgiving to Black Friday, and... uh, and uh, it's 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 sometimes we're talking about it's sometimes Haley a hard time for us this time of year. Absolutely. Well, you know, Friday I don't even see that as Black Friday anymore because, in my mind, that is uh, Native American Heritage Day. So, mm-hmm. I celebrate that, and I know in my family, we will be doing our own little Native native take on things taking and we're going to be doing our own meal with our native traditional dishes in our family so i'm looking forward to that but yes we are here with kevin Aberzak, um and he is the deputy managing editor for ict news and we're just chatting about uh the holiday coming up and the long weekend that we're all looking forward to and i'm hoping kevin that we can share maybe I don't know uh, what you guys do in your family, but I'm hoping we can kind of just share some alternatives and and what we do instead in Native families during this holiday. Sure. Yeah, you know, one of the things that um, we have done, uh, this is going to be a little different this year, but, you know, what we've done in the past is, um, you know, gather as a family and we just go around the table and talk about, you know, what we're thankful for, um, and that's something that is kind of a tradition in our family, really, about every night. But um, this is always a special time here to, to just think about that. I, I think, um, you know, being grateful is, is something that's important to do and something important to pass along to children. One of the things I typically do um, as well, though, um, I the day before Thanksgiving, I, I almost always go to um, Sioux City, Iowa. And there's a, there's a march there that a good friend of mine, the late um, Frank Lemire, uh, would host every year called the March for Lost Children. And this is a march held, you know, just to honor all of the children who have been lost in the uh, foster care system. Um, and uh, so, so I'll typically attend that. And oftentimes I'll even report on it for for whatever news publication um, I'm working for at the time. And uh, I'm not going to be able to make it this year, unfortunately. But um, that's in Iowa, one you part said? of my tradition. Hmm? Is that, how far um, is that town from the Twin Cities, would you say, in Iowa? Oh, you know, I would guess around four hours, maybe. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe you can, too, uh, Kevin, uh, remind everyone uh, about Frank, uh, the great Frank Lemire, too. Uh, I know he passed on a few years ago, and he's our Ho-Chunk Winnebago uh, relative, That'd be great to hear a little bit background on him that he's yeah. gone but not forgotten. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, yeah, Frank Lemire was a you know longtime uh, Native American activist from the Winnebago tribe of Nebraska. Um, you know, he he worked for years to um, really try to try to deal address, I guess, the the removal of the kind of the mass removal of Native children from Native homes and into non-Native uh, uh, families, I guess, in, in Iowa primarily, but all over. That was one of his big pushes. Um, you know, he was a Democratic Party activist um, for many years, established the uh, Native American caucus within the Democratic Party, um, and, uh, you know, served as vice chairman of the Nebraska Democratic Party. One of his greatest accomplish accomplishments, though, was um, I would say he was one of the key people who, who helped shut down the beer stores in White Clay, Nebraska. Yeah. White Clay was a little, um, you know, border town to Pine Ridge Indian Reservation in South Dakota and uh, White Clay, Nebraska was where four, four beer stores sold about four million cans of beer to um, the Pine Ridge Reservation, which is dry. Um, and Frank was a key, Frank was a key person who, who helped shut those beer stores down. Yeah. And, uh, I was able to, uh, go to the Frank Lemire, uh, yeah. uh, presidential, uh, caucus, uh, with all the presidential, uh, uh candidates and got to know a really, I met his daughter and got to meet his whole family and, uh, what a rock star he, he was, uh, in our, in all the native community, not just Ho-Chunk Winnebago. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He was just uh, one of the greatest orators um, I've ever known in Indian country and just had a way of, of connecting to people um, that, that few people really have. You know, he just always spoke from the heart. He always would, you know, just get to know everybody in the room and um, and get to know them very well. And uh, so um, just one of those kind of once in a generation kind of kind of leaders, I think, for for the Winnebago people, um, and really all of us here in Nebraska. So. Yeah, it's uh, Haley. Uh, it, 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 he was an amazing person. He's uh, one of our relatives. Well, the more you know. I mean, we have some really cool relatives, don't we, Dega? Yeah, we sure do. <laughs> Well, yeah, I know probably I want to do something a little bit different this year. I don't know if anyone else has done this, but I would like to go. Um, I'm a big hiker. I like the trails around here, my county trails or state parks. I would really like to go. I don't even know if it's allowed, but can we smudge the land? Can we smudge a trail? Can we walk and and do something like that? Because, um, you know, I, I think it's not only us that are, has been affected by colonialism and all of this, but also the nature in our plants. And I think they feel it, too, honestly. And I would just like to give back to them and, and heal them a little bit and let them know we're still still here well, with them smudging and dropping tobacco uh are really really uh good things remember a whole chunk with the flat cedar kevin uh what do you think yeah no i think that's a be a great thing to do um to honor the land honor um you know what we take from the land i think is always important to to do as well so, so anything we can do as far as that goes is always a good thing Yes, I would love to incorporate some music too. I think just really incorporating yourself and your family and the culture and not just thinking about the pain and, and the trauma that comes with it during these specific holidays, but also thinking about um, our wins and how we are thriving now and how um, we can overcome the generational trauma and bring back the generational healing. Um, so yeah, and Native American Heritage Day, so a great day to be with family and relatives. Yeah, before we get going, Kevin, I'd really uh, love you to be able to tell our audience how they can read uh, uh, read what you uh, are the editor of and how people can uh, uh, get in touch with you and, um, and, and check it out. Yeah, thank you, Robert. Um, so yeah, I work for ICT News, formerly Ending Country Today. The website is ictnews.org, and um, if you'd like to find my work, you can just search my name, Kevin Aberask. Um, I actually just wrote a story this week about the need to move beyond land acknowledgments and include a number of ways that people can um, help out Native people, give back to the, the communities that uh, their ancestors took so much from. So, um, yeah, thank you. 
Yeah, and uh, we agree. We joke around a lot that uh, the land acknowledgement is not for us. We know whose land it is. It's for our 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 white our white allies and people out there. Uh, and then there's more to it that uh, people can do, like you said earlier in the first segment, that we could possibly uh, get give us some land back. You know, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Yep. Well, Haley, do you got any more uh, questions for Kevin? Because uh, I know he's a, a plethora of a lot of information here. Well, you know, I was just thinking, I think I was reading something off ICT News, or maybe it was you guys, but um, the gerrymandering in North Dakota. Did you see the different, um, um, the relocation of the territory, territories for voting for voters? Uh, you know, I, I know just a brief bit about that, but not enough to, to really speak in depth about it. I apologize. Well, that's no problem. We feel bad though, because our friend Ruth Buffalo got gerrymandered right out of her, uh, her seat, but she's still doing great work and stopping by native roots radio every once in a while and giving us an update on what she's doing. But it was, uh, sad to see that happen, but now I don't know Haley what the courts can do. Uh, now the election's over and, slapping people on the hands or changing back the the original boundaries i don't what what did the article say do you know you know it just said um and sorry this was from the native american rights fund uh this was an article from november 17th uh the title is victory court blocks north dakota voting map that discriminated against native voters so a federal judge ruled that north dakota's legislative maps discriminated against native voters by denying them an equal voice in our democracy. Uh, the ruling comes after the Turtle Mountain Band of Chippewa Indians, a Spirit Lake tribe and individual native voters challenged the maps under section two of the Voting Rights Act for illegally diluting the native vote. So, I mean, yeah, if you look at the election results in North Dakota, I think that is very clearly visible. Great. Yeah, it, uh, Kevin, it's just, uh, we're not surprised. Uh, our neighbors, Wisconsin, are gerrymandered unbelievably. Um, um, we just got to keep on bringing up this news and the, and the great job that your organization and prior organization do about keeping us updated. We really want to uh, give a, a big shout out and a appreciation of the work you've been doing for years Thank and you. years and years. No, I appreciate that, really. Um, just briefly, though, I'd say that, you know, gerrymandering affects us, too, here in Nebraska. The Winnebago tribe itself was um, redistricted out of uh, what was once a pretty heavily Democratic district where they had a lot of uh, weight, a lot of pull, and moved into a largely conservative district where, you know, they're just their votes are just kind of being lost. Um, so, yeah. Thank you for having me. Well, Kevin, thank you so much. And Haley, great job as always. I uh, really appreciate you guys. Uh, Kevin Aberask, uh, Deputy Manager, Editor of ICT News, stopping in. Thank you so much, Kevin. Have a great uh, long weekend. ho Thank you. Hey, we'll be right back, uh, Haley, right after this short break. Yes, yeah, stay with us. Up next, we are back, and we're excited to welcome back Nancy Bolio of Leech Lake. Signing up for $1 bus and train rides with the Transit Assistance Program, or TAP, is quick and easy. Do it straight from your computer or phone by uploading one of the pre-approved documents listed at metrotransit.org slash TAP, along with a copy of your ID. We'll mail you a go-to card with a full year of discounted rides. For questions or translation help, call 612-373-3333. 612-373-3333. J&S Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on site from the best coffee growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Back to school season is here. And while this is an exciting time for parents, kids, and educators, let's not forget how far we've come in our battle against COVID-19. 
we're in a better place, but COVID-19 is still here, and we need to continue to help protect our communities. With the flurry of new schedules and classrooms, let's not overlook the fundamentals of staying safe. Wash your hands regularly and watch for any symptoms like fever, chills, a cough, or shortness of breath. Should you or someone you know have COVID-19 symptoms, stay home and get tested. Find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. Let's have this back-to-school season be a time of renewed commitment to our collective health and brighter future for our Native communities. Again, find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let howl. I'm Claudia with Minsure, Minnesota's official health insurance marketplace. With Minsure, you can compare health plans from multiple companies and get free help from a trusted expert. Whatever health plan you choose with Minsure, it's guaranteed to cover essential benefits so you can get the care you need. See if you qualify for discounts, available only through Minsure. If you need quality, comprehensive health insurance, get started now at Minsure.org. Minnesotans age 65 plus might qualify for Health Partners Minnesota Senior Health Options. The plan includes personal support, coverage for medical prescription drugs and dental, plus over 30 extra benefits. Eligibility information is available at healthpartners.com slash one plan. Health Partners is a health plan that contracts with both Medicare and the Minnesota Medical Assistance Medicaid program to provide benefits of both programs to enrollees. Enrollment in Health Partners depends on contract renewal. With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Clouds clear out tonight with a low of 26, then on Wednesday, sunshine with a high of 47. Make this holiday season extra magical with a neat local Minnesota restaurant or food purveyor. Perfect for all occasions from family to friends to work gatherings. Visit eatlocalminnesota.com to see the list of restaurants and food purveyors. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by J.S. Bean Factory off Randolph Avenue in St. Paul. Check them out at JustSteve'sBeanFactory.com. Hey, we love Just Steve's. I love that Steve's blend, too. It's awesome. Hey, we are here with Nancy Bolion, who we like to call our uh, water protector uh, relative here. And it's really great to see you. I got to just grab the applause here, uh, Nancy, and put it on there. It's been a while. It's great to see you. You're looking good. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, how the heck are you? Well, Robert, I'm doing just great. Um, I was kind of thinking this was an opportunity to show off my new shirt to you. Oh, and you know how I am with shirts. <laughs> yeah. It's way hard, and it even has a, a little logo here of my of my tribe, Leech Lake. So um, all of our listeners uh, tuning in tonight, I'm Nancy Bolio, formerly of Minnesota 350, and I'm really excited to announce that I'm a co-founder of a new org we just recently started and we have our 501c status we have our ein we have all the administrative work done and what we're working on right now is uh creating our website and our opening up our bank account and i also want to give a shout out to indian collective for giving us our first grant and the name of our org is and forgive me if i slaughtered a little bit i'm i'm learning how to speak (laughs) but i can only get better right Right. Um, it, Indazi Onji Anishinaabe, we young, and it stands or actually translates to where the Anishinaabe go to be themselves. Wow. Yeah, that's- and I think that's really critical as we. Th- 
how we need to uh, present ourselves and how we need to uh, live in a way that was um, meant for us. And I think, you know, where the Anishinaabe go to be themselves is simply just being Anishinaabe in a sugar bush and um, having that right to be there, that right to exist. So moving into Thanksgiving, I want people to really, you know, mindset. We need to re-indigenize. You know, I hear the word colonialism so much and it's like, let's not bring ourselves there too much. We want to revisit who we are past land acknowledgements to reassert who we are and, and claim space and protect our culture and, and our way of being. Absolutely. And it's great to see you. You look, uh, look great. You sound great. And, uh, we've missed you here on native roots radio and it's, it's great because we're treaty people. And I know your work on treaty these past few years are really still needed up there and still, uh, you are still working on it, so it's great to have you back. Right. And you know what, Robert? We really never went anywhere. <laughs> Just kind of, you know. Oh, from my got, show, I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm really excited to be here, so I appreciate the opportunity to be here. And, again, you know, part of the work that we do is um, for, you know, the treaty, the 1855, most importantly I'll speak to right now is that um, – not once during any treaty signing did we ever surrender our right to hunt, fish, gather, and occupy in ceded territory. So uh, take, for example, the sugar bush they wanted to cut down. Uh, we went down. We did a sugar bush, and DNR was wondering if we were there to protest and get a citation. I was like, no, we're just being Anishinaabe in a sugar bush, and that isn't a crime at all. So what we need to do, again, is just... Um, find the strength and the courage to, to go out into these places and bring your family, your community, and reclaim those spaces, you know, in, in a good way. And do sugar bush, do monome camps, whatever it be, you know, collecting medicine, collecting berries, and hold space. And so a big part of our new org is to continue the work that we do, asserting our treaties and ceded territory and um, protecting our natural resources. And right now we know here in the state of Minnesota, our monoman is under a threat right now and because of climate change. And you know, th that monoman is so important to us. It's a part of who we are, it's in, it's in our DNA and it's our first food and our last food um, that we'll eat you know, as we enter this, this world and as we journey. Um, so again, I think the work that we do is only a testament of how resilient we are. And um, I, again, I, we want to inspire other people to show up and, and do the good things, you know? And I think the biggest part about, you know, being in this movement and and being present is learning our, our way, you know, those teachings as well. Cause you know, coming home from Standing Rock, uh, I was just a res girl, didn't know hardly anything, you know, in regards to our culture and i think it helped bring me back to my roots and understand you know those teachings and why they're important to us so a big thing is you know that community and individual responsibility how do we show up you know how do we walk with good hearts and how we show up with good intentions and so um in our new org we have a, a community agreement and that community agreement um, really protects everybody that's in that space and it creates a place where we feel heard respected you know and having difficult conversation when things aren't going so well because again we're stronger together and robert i've said this many times when we stand together we don't stand alone so i think working on that community agreement learning from the past and what we can do better you know moving forward yeah absolutely it's uh it's crazy and uh we really appreciate the hard work nancy that you've been doing and uh uh it's 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 so so needed and uh i'm glad you're still doing it and uh and i know we've missed you here on native roots radio so we're really haley really happy to have nancy back yes i know well i was just thinking too it's it's so good to see your face if anyone's uh watching our stream here on facebook or youtube um 
Yeah, come come say hi. Come come message. Can come comment on here. Um, it's great to see Nancy. I know we we have a lot of really great guests, but I always love when we have a great guest who's on that is female. So I always love chatting chatting with you, Nancy, in our conversations. Um, just kind of touching on Thanksgiving too, and and getting back to the good things, and um, doing things in a good way. Are there any other traditions that you have maybe uh, changed or um, maybe made more personal to our culture around Thanksgiving? Um, what are some traditions that you like to do um, on this holiday? Um, actually, I kind of ditched the holiday completely and kind of just kind of spend a day beating and reflecting on what I can do to um, be better at, you know, showing up and, and building that awareness. Because again, you know, part of our vision is to have community education and awareness in our relationship with our inherent rights and treaties. So I guess, you know, Thanksgiving is just another day to me, but each and every day I have to wake up and be proud that I'm indigenous because every day, um, you know, we do. And I think um, recognizing the wrongs of this country and trying to figure out what we can do better collectively is a big part of what we do in our space. So we like to um, empower our communities through education and relationships and trying to find a way to balance our culture in today's world by utilizing traditional and cultural approaches. So um, we want to get better at doing this every day, not just on a particular you know, time of the year or you know during fall harvest or winter solstice, those kind of things. We want to do this every day because I think, you know, we only get more educated and we all know that knowledge is power. And I think it's really important that our people understand that the people are the power, that sovereignty is inherent collectively, it's our power. And we have to remind the United States that they have that, that ongoing in perpetuity obligation to honor those treaties. And again, we're gonna keep showing up, not just on the front lines, we're gonna be in the political arena. I am the director and outreach officer for the DFL um, organizing unit here um, in Northern Minnesota. And Robert, what was interesting about that interview was they asked me if I identify as DFL and I said, no, I identify as Anishinaabe and I'm here because treaties are nonpartisan and we're gonna spoon feed you all and how to be good treaty people. So I think showing up and holding spaces and in most places where people don't feel comfortable is the best place to be. Absolutely, Every Nancy. Uh, Haley, we are so happy to have Nancy back on with the, it's always been really great energy, Haley and, uh, and Nancy, right? Yeah, I always learned so much from Nancy too, you know, kind of just growing up with in a family who's carried on maybe the trauma of things and not really the healing traditional stuff. I feel like I just learned so much from you, Nancy. And um, for some of our listeners, can you just briefly kind of um, remind them maybe what sugar bushing is? Um, well, it's when we come together as a community in, in, um, in this early spring and we actually set up a camp and it's a time where we, we, um, be thankful, um, to the creator for these gifts that, um, are out there for us. And during that time, uh, I think what's most important, you know, in my experience at Sugarbush is the sense of community, the sense of healing, um, you know, and I think that's really important. And a lot of people just look at the end product, the, the syrup, right? But it's everything, all the love and all the energy and all the sweat that go into that. And I think, you know, when we come into these spaces, it's not just the goal to get syrup. It's to build community and remind ourselves that we are resilient people and we're going to continue to exist and protect our natural resources. So um, we're actually already talking about getting ourselves prepared for sugar bushes. It's only four months away and it's going to come fast. Yeah. So when we get the website up, we're going to have links for you guys to come find us. And we're really excited about getting our website launched and, and calling on our um, relatives and our allies to continue, continue to hold space with us in on the front line in a sugar bush um, at a voting poll, Robert, because voting still matters. Absolutely. And uh, wow, we have less than a year 
uh, for our presidential election coming up, and then we just had an election. Uh, we just got to keep pushing forward and not listen to these polls. The polls are always wrong because, Nancy, they're not uh, inter- interviewing somebody like Haley, who's a Gen Z, who doesn't have a landline and pick up and tell her tell who they're going to vote. It's, it's ridiculous, and we just got to move forward. And you did that great work of Rock the Vote Native style, and uh, you guys got 9,000 people registered up in uh, all the tribes up there. That was huge in a couple cycles ago, and uh, just a great work and keeping keeping those things in the forefront. Right, and I want people to understand that we were a diplomatic people before these Europeans showed up, and they actually adopted our way of doing a quote-unquote government, even though we refer to it as clan system, but uh, again, if, if you, you don't play, um, you know, we're going to lose, and, and we're going to show up in, in numbers and vote and protect who we are and continue to build healthy relationships with our elected officials and our relatives who are holding office. So again, show up and and remember, your vote is your voice and collectively we can win and that's what I thrive for moving into 2024. And Robert, really quick, I know I'm running out of time. We are going to have a table at the state convention next year, a treaty delegation and Native Roots Radio is invited. Hey, why don't you uh, stick on for just a little bit longer and haul with us on the next segment, Nancy? Sure. Right on. Hey, you're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and Haley and I will be right back with Nancy Bolio. ho Signing up for $1 bus and train rides with the Transit Assistance Program, or TAP, is quick and easy. Do it straight from your computer or phone by uploading one of the pre-approved documents listed at metrotransit.org slash TAP, along with a copy of your ID. We'll mail you a go-to card with a full year of discounted rides. For questions or translation help, call 612-373-3333. 612-373-3333. Be a vaccinative. As the fall season continues, new COVID-19 variants threaten the health of not just you, but our elders as well. These new variants might even evade previous vaccines. That's why it's important to stay up to date. The newly authorized vaccines target current variants effectively and are FDA approved for ages six months and older. But there is an important note. These are the first COVID vaccines to be commercialized, which means there may be costs associated with them. Speak with your health insurer about your coverage before scheduling an appointment to avoid a surprise bill. For those without health insurance, help is available. Ask your health clinic about options or visit vaccines.gov for free locations. Getting vaccinated protects you from severe disease. Don't put yourself or elders at risk. So be a vaccinative and protect our community. You can visit vaccines.gov for free vaccine locations. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. Unveil the captivating world of native photography at the Minneapolis Institute of Art. Their new exhibit, In Our Hands, Native Photography 1890 to Now, turns the camera around and puts native photographers in control, featuring hundreds of photographs captured by generations of First Nations, Métis, Inuit, and Native Americans. You'll view the world through their lens, revealing the beauty and complexity of indigenous heritage. Don't miss this incredible experience. Visit In Our Hands at the Minneapolis Institute of Art, now through January 14th. For more info, visit artsmia.org. Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Oh, I heard you, Nancy. That's right on. Hey, we're with Nancy Bolio, one of my favorite water protectors of all time and climate hero. Thank you so much for stopping in with Haley and us and, uh, we only have another day before thanks taking uh, is coming up. And so we've been talking about how we're spending it. And, uh, you know, Wendy and I are just going to be low key and have some vegan turkey and, uh, 
and take it from there and uh, just uh, enjoy each other and uh, not do too many things. Right. Kind of here too, Robert. And I think, you know, um, it's going to take some practice and, you know, getting our people to understand why re-indigenizing is important. And, you know, for those of our relatives celebrating Thanksgiving, you know, I don't think of them any less. And right. I hope that someday, you know, they catch on like, you know, some of us already have. And, you know, so I'm not here to shame anybody for that. But I'm going to spend a day uh, making some beautiful art and, you know, kind of that's, you know, art is therapy, too. And it, it's really a, a form of self-expression for me. And it keeps me out of the... um you know, the casino for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to play to win. You know, you got to remember that. You got to play to win. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, you know, just before I, the, the show started, WCCO was made an announcement, uh, and I didn't get to catch it all, but tomorrow at 7 o'clock, there's a segment on um, protecting our water and the monoman um and it's going to talk about what tribes and what groups what they're doing to protect that and i you know i put that on my calendar robert i really want to yeah. you know, pay attention to that because these again could be allies we could reach out to them and build on it and that's why these kind of things are shared with our public is to build that awareness and this is a good way to learn um the state of our water here in Minnesota and what mm -hmm. um, is being done to protect the monoman. Because again, the monoman is actually uh, one of the first indicators of how the environment is doing. So it kind of foretells the health uh, of the surroundings and it also sustains our, our relationship with the creator. Absolutely. And just for, just for our listeners too, when uh, Nancy refers to monoman, that is our wild rice. Yes. And uh, we love our wild rice. Uh, we're, uh, excited, uh, you know, for the upcoming year, I think there's going to be a lot of good things happening. A lot of, a lot of things on Nancy that you've been building on, uh, as an organizer all these years and you're so well known across Turtle Island. So I'm excited to see what, what brings forth in your work. And, um, yeah, we're excited to have you back on Native Roots Radio. I know a lot of people love listening to you and I know we do. Oh, you know, it's a good feeling to be here, Robert. And I have to say what's really, really key to our work. Again, it's like, you know, that individual and community responsibility, walking with a good heart, showing up with um, good intentions and holding each other accountable. And I, I think that's key to building healthy relationships along many fronts, you know, not just with our relatives, but with um, our neighbors, with our elected officials, people that are running for office, our sheriffs, our elected officials on the local, state and federal level. And I think, you know, again, it's about building that awareness and, and showing up in peace as the treaties intended. So again, you know, looking back at Camp Firelight on the line yeah. three easement here in Northern Minnesota, that was a perfect example uh, how we collectively with our allies held space and honored our treaties. And mm -hmm. through our time there, Robert, those eight days, we actually educated the sheriff of Clearwater mm -hmm. County, Darren Halverson, and he was actually on our side. And so now our, our sheriff in Beltrami County has talked with Clearwater County and he says I know you guys are good people because Darren Halverson says nothing but good things about you guys and so again we we hope to inspire people because asserting treaties is not a crime it's a crime to deny them and that's what we need to keep having conversations about and that'll actually help us move past land acknowledgements if we honored those treaties. Yeah, you know, uh, I like what you say in the past, too, is the treaties are not just uh, for natives, they're for everybody. Right. Again, you know, I can't stress it enough. Uh, we are all treaty people. Their ancestors signed them with our ancestors. And again, back to that thing about the horse in your first segment today, you know, mm -hmm. well, I didn't do it. It was my grandpa. Well, uh, your grandpa taught you the right lessons in life. You're going to understand that taking something is not okay and you can ask for forgiveness and you can do right by giving it back you know mm -hmm. so um we have to remind our allies that if they are still benefiting from those treaties they still have that obligation that their grandparents had and it doesn't go away because treaties aren't artifacts they're breathing or living breathing documents that still exist and that's why we work so hard to do what we do here um in northern minnesota because we want to remind people that um 
we can live in peace and we can create a future where we can all thrive. And we could do that out of mutual respect and self-determination for the tribal nations and our sovereignty as individuals. It's got to count for something. So again, we're going to show up, especially in the political world, and remind them, Robert, that we're still here. Right. And I think uh, with the way education has been uh, about us natives uh, in particular over the last uh, almost 500 years, it's good that you are out there speaking your truth. And, and it's good because our white allies out there need to listen to this and hear this too. And they're always excited to learn and, and come in a good way. So bravo to you and all the work you've done, Nancy. And um, when, before we let you go, let our people, because we're all over the country here, let our people know kind of where, where you're located compared to the Twin Cities. Oh, I'm a good four hours away. Is that how it's natives? <laughs> <laughs> By the crow. <laughs> well, I am Leech Lake in northern Minnesota. And, um, yeah, I'm a good four-hour drive from the city. And I am actually close to the Red Lake Nation and the White Earth Nation. So here in our territory, we like to get together and and cause good trouble, Robert. Yes, good trouble. That's right. Hey, Nancy, uh, uh, your new organization, is there a Facebook or anything people can join and listen yet? That'll be probably yeah. in the next two weeks, Robert. So, and then when we do have that ready, we're going to actually ask for financial support because we need a little help, um, you know, moving along. And But we have uh, one small grant to help uh, deal with talent mining at Sandy Lake Reservation. And then I think, you know, Moving forward, we're going to need some help, you know, to continue the work that we do. But regardless, with or without that money, Robert, we're still going to keep fighting the good fight. And that's who we are. And that's all that matters, really. Wow. Well, Nancy, I just want to say a big peeny geeky. Thank you so much for coming on. And it's great seeing you again. And, uh, you know, till we, till we meet again. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> take it easy wow that was nancy bolio uh and uh she's our water protector from up north and uh what a great segment haley what a uh, great way to have her back and tell us what's going on new organization same issues um well we'll be having updates again from nancy and uh and in a good way yes i know and there's stuff kicking off too with the line three that you know, we got to keep a close eye on and, and pay attention to that. So, yeah, yeah, we're very excited to have Nancy back. Yeah, definitely. Well, so uh, we got a show tomorrow, and then we're going to take the weekend off, and we're going to have, uh, uh, you know, some playbacks, and uh, people at their home can still listen to us. And you can listen to us on uh, iTunes, Spotify, all those. Uh, and if you want to see what we look like, we're on uh YouTube, Facebook Live, it's a beautiful thing. Hey, if you're listening to this show, if you're listening to this show, you are part of the resistance from Chief Plenty Coops, the ground in which we stand on. It's sacred ground. It's the blood of our ancestors. We need to resist, divest, join a group, run for office, vote. Uh, we're still here. We are the seventh generation. And free Leonard Peltier. Now. Bye.